0: Come on. Hello and welcome to this free episode of TF. It it's is, the free one! I've never heard that before today. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. This is the first yeah, what time an we're interesting, doing this. What an
2: interesting podcast. I wonder what it's all about and what it proposes to do. Anyway, I won't
1: ask... I, I won't ask people a <laughs> uh,
2: Nope,
0: we shan't. Uh, it is uh, It is the, the full complement of, of all of us here today. Mm. It is Milo, Riley, Alice, and Hussein, and... We are also joined by returning guest, uh, my co-host on The Bottleman, oh. and uh, all round guitar impresario, uh, Dan uh, Begner. Dasha from Red Sky. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's, it's Dan.
3: How's it going, Dan? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm just sitting here in Montreal thinking about uh, how the liberal government in this country just uh, ended all benefits uh, for COVID today. <laughs> really good stuff. Huh. Yeah. Getting better all the time. A little bit of breakfast update
4: for you all. I had uh, Tim Hortons for breakfast this morning. So it's been a very very Canadian day for me, start to finish.
3: How many Tim Hortons are there in London? There's got to be... Whoa, there's a couple in Glasgow is the thing.
4: Uh, I don't don't know. I think they just assumed that, like, Glaswegians eat... More unhealthily and like more yeah. fried foods than the I, than I went to one in
2: Milton Keynes, which is like in an industrial. Isn't in it's, it's in an industrial, most Canadian part of the
1: UK. Right, mm. no, it's, it's
2: like it was in this industrial park of like Milton Keynes, like the mo- the weirdest area to have like a Tim Hortons. Um, and when you go inside, like somehow it's also become like a Builder Baz cafe as well. So like you go into this, you you go into this like Canadian Tim Hortons, which which for some reason is in Milton Keynes, and mm-hmm. the only people who are there are like um bazes who are really angry that Tim Hortons doesn't do proper English tea. Mm.
4: <laughs> at, at, at the Canadian yeah. embassy. Incidentally, do you remember those like 2003 era jokes about how America would just like build a Starbucks around you as a form mm-hmm. of soft power? I'm bringing those back, but it's like no, this is this is Canadian soft power. You do two yeah. kinds of soft power abroad. You like export spies named Michael and you build <laughs> Tim Hortons.
0: Yeah, well, Michael what, Spy. What's happening
4: actually? I'm Michael Spy.
0: Christian Christia Freeland is going to build a very large Tim Hortons around the Don <laughs> well, the, yeah. the thing about a <laughs> exactly. Tim Hortons
4: is that it's the fan- a fantastic place to like you know exchange uh, secret documents, things of that nature. Um, yeah, as a be- student, that you would. Yeah, if you wanna
3: if you wanna pass off the diplomatic pouch to someone, you go to a Tim Hortons, you order a double double, and uh, and the chicken sandwich. Sit what down. do you think
4: you're rolling up the rim to reveal? Classified yes.
3: documents? <laughs> to be right. fair, if
4: you
2: were, were going to plan a crime, there is like no better place to do it than in the Tim Hortons in Milton Keynes. Um, mm. Wedged wedge between three different mechanics uh, buildings. Mm. Yeah.
1: Jason Statham enjoying a double-double and saying like, listen, I told you I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, we have a few things to talk about. Never
1: steal maple syrup again. Not after what happened.
0: <laughs> we have, yeah, that poison. It, that was what poisoned him and caused his heart to, etc., yeah, etc. Right, yeah, yeah. We're remembering the old classics on this yeah, got one. Got diabetes. <laughs> yeah, if, if I don't get an insulin <laughs> is, shot inside of 15 minutes, is that you treat diabetes? Uh, you have to electrocute my foot is going to d- atrophy. So we're we're going to talk about a few things. Uh, I've got some. I've, I've got some mm. British politics, but we're interweaving it with a fun thing. And then I want to talk about Canada's mm-hmm. fearless. I have Minister. some
4: depressing British politics first, which is that uh, yeah. there was a turf convention in London today. The LGB Alliance managed to
0: hold uh-huh. their annual conference. And well, Wait, Alice, mm. I'm sure they advocate for stuff other than just less rights oh, for trans. They must no, advocate for no, things for no, LGB, LGB people,
4: like, right? No, not at all. But <laughs> you, you know what's really fun about this is uh, while Rosie Duffield and uh, Joanna Cherry were on stage, uh, you know who else was there? It was Andy? No. Um,
1: oh, yeah.
0: Just filming everyone, being like, uh, yeah, just going uh, up I'm to people, just I'm not checking out you, the vibe, seeing you. what the vibe the is. Son
1: of famous doctor. Mm.
2: <laughs> he, he. He was actually on his way to the M and M's shop. Um, and he just decided to drop in because he's uh yeah, just curious about curious about London culture.
4: We are now at the point where um you can be a Labour MP and share a stage with Andy No and not get you the uh, the whip withdrawn, which is cool. That's a good precedent mm. set, I think.
0: Yeah.
3: Awesome. It, uh, right. The uh, well, uh, Canadian Canadian turf news uh uh Margaret Atwood, one of our finest writers, outed herself yesterday as a uh,
4: capital
3: T turf.
4: I don't think she's a capital T turf. I think I think she's a 900,000-year-old ancient woman of letters who has like Bird-like bone structure, and is trying to derive the entire world from first principles because she's nine hundred thousand mm-hmm. years old. It's like Joyce Carol Oates. Whenever I'm like, I, I'm just like, no, you, you're too old to be. Yeah. No, no, I don't take uh, yeah, you seriously I was, anymore.
1: I was surprised at the Margaret Atwood thing because hadn't she previously gotten into a ding dong with the Turks yeah. because yes, they were had. saying that yeah. *The Handmaid's Tale* was like. Being yeah. a woman, well, see, that, so that's think... what
4: I mean about having to derive it all from first principles. It's like, this is not a woman who knows what a turf is, right? This is somebody yeah. who is just like has vibes only. And sometimes those vibes are going to lead you to like, mm. th- you know, bad places. But I, I feel like the, the argument that I want to make here is that if you live to the age of like, let's say 90, right? Then people can still get mad at you for the shit that you did before that, right? But like mm. stuff that you do after the age of 90, you kind of have to get like a pass on.
0: You have to it's like when you get
3: your black it's face Like if it's a baby exactly. does something, you don't yeah, get exactly. Mad at a baby. Exactly. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, a few things I want to get through. Like I said, British, Brit- some British stuff, mm. some fun stuff, a, l- a little more British stuff. We're going to help the British have been
1: fun. That's true. <laughs> uh,
0: and then uh, we're going to talk about our fearless deputy prime minister in Canada introduce the Britain extended universe to a character from the Canada extended universe. A oh. uh, little crossover. Uh, so. So, I welcome the Donbass. Well, I'm so glad that you said that <laughs> uh, because um, I, 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 I I ran across something today. Uh, if we want to talk it, because like it's mm. uh, I've I've asked to embed as the cold open um, a uh, a focus group of uh, uh, where someone in Labour Party is is talking to a bunch of people or s- asked about Kiris Starmer, mm. and eventually they have to say. Does anyone have anything nice to say about Kirstarber? <laughs> <laughs> and, and it takes a few seconds before someone says, "Ah, oh, it's a good Christian name."
1: <laughs> 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 yes, yes. Uh, and, oh, this—it's so Alan Partridge. Everything that happens it's like, to that man—it's it's so, it's so powerful. bizarre
4: too. Because like the point of focus groups is that you can get them you can push them into saying anything you want because everybody in the world has a contradictory mishmash of ideologies that form their politics there's always going to be one guy in a focus group who is like well i think it was good the way he killed that alpaca or whatever or i think like keir starmer is in favor of a free cypress even though he isn't it's like but you, <laughs> yeah. the fact that you can't get anything out of these people is like a genuine statistical anomaly at this point
0: he's a charisma vacuum so here's what's great right uh is this is all coming as uh labor has officially decided that it is not able to um offer any counter argument to the allegation and in fact proven allegation that conservatives are just spending tons and tons of money on seats that vote conservative oh right uh this is a quote from the ft the Labor Party has officially scaled back its criticism of pork barrel public spending in conservative seats after concluding that voters liked the idea of getting more money for their town if they voted Tory. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh no, we're not able to appeal to Tory voters. <laughs> it's
2: a nightmare. This so, is this is a classic case of being destroyed by facts and logic. And uh, yeah. uh,
4: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so is the new approach like we're going to give you even more bribes if you vote Labour?
2: Nope. Oh, th- nope uh, of, of that's course,
4: course
0: not, not. That would be too yeah. useful. No, we'll
1: give you even more bribes if you vote Tory, yeah. more or less. But no, I think it's they've just sort of decided we're we'll that- voting Tory. But you'll be thinking about Keir Starmer while you do it. Mm-hmm. They've decided about how basically good his that. Name
0: is. They yeah. have decided that uh, there really isn't much they can do about it. Uh, there's no credible promise they can make about it. So instead, uh, individual local level local level labor leaders like Andy Burnham are uh, now just working more with Michael Gove than they are with the rest of the party.
2: <laughs> cool. <Okay. laughs> awesome.
0: Great. So we're Britain- going to ask Brit- for more bribes. Yeah. So Britain is now uh, sort of much more officially a one party state. Amazing. Cool. Cool. Right? Because. Yeah, because they just like, yeah, well I mean that's the thing, right? They're like, Well, the conservatives realize, well, we can just basically like buy the votes from people because mm. we'll just sort of and we talked about this like eight months ago, right? Where we sort of saw this coming down the track. The conservatives would just be like, Well, if you you voted for us, you didn't, so you're gonna get the like, mm. you know, bridge to nowhere and the huge yeah. you know, ten story library. Awesome. It was hard to get to nowhere before <laughs> before the bridge. Um and you know, it's the um and they've just said well we we can't offer anything sort of radically different we can but we also can't credibly say well if you get us in then uh what are we going to we're going to do this but more but because mm-hmm. they can't they can't make any more any more any more promises than the Tories can because they have all their fiscal credibility to stick it, to it is an, so an almost just uncut said, case of
4: i welcome the x but call upon it <laughs> to go further
0: <laughs> yeah uh, People aren't, according to one shadow minister, people aren't exactly outraged about the idea of getting more money for their area by voting Tory. Another said, voters quite like pork barrel politics. (laughs) (laughs) Look, they all voted Tory. Tories gave them a bunch of things. And they all, And this should be sort of, understand this is happening at the same time as like there is a massive strike wave happening or a comparatively massive strike wave happening in the US. There are some like labor actions happening here. Uh, oh, back in the U.S., uh, an a Amazon warehouse now, I believe, has uh, voted to form a. It's not officially unionized, but there's now a union that is formed at it, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. supply chains continue things, to implode. COVID
4: and, cases continue to go
0: up. Nothing
3: but blue like, skies, well, just perfect.
0: Yeah, and and, and what the and, and labor is looking at this and like, well, I guess we have no angle. <laughs> yeah. No angles. No, like because because you know people like it when Ben Houchin says you know I'm going to put in a fourth like laser tag and leisure center in Stoke. Mm. Awesome. Basically. Yeah, then three wasn't enough. Yeah, mm. and we can't say uh, we can't we we can make no alternative
1: offer, and we can't uh, what are we and we can't offer them more laser tag arenas. There's actually more quasar than the people of Newcastle under Lyme can handle. They weren't prepared for it. Levels of laser addiction in that town (laughs) gone through the roof. And so I think,
0: and all of the like remaining strongholds of like any labour policy making, for example, Andy Burnham in Mm -hmm. Manchester is imperfect, like sort of relatively right wing though he may be, um, are now just being like, well, that's fine, I guess. I guess there is literally the only path I have to make Manchester a better place to live is to work directly with Michael Gove. Yeah. Uh, there is no reason for me to work with the senior members of the party because the, when, when, when he said on Twitter that mm, we, should, but, uh, we should try to get, as part of leveling up, we should try to get fares in Manchester down, mm. uh, Neil Coyle, uh, a, famous, uh, a famous brunch enjoyer, let's say, <laughs> yeah. uh, has... Inventor uh, of the contraceptive uh, coil. Uh, said... Uh, ah, well, actually, everyone in London pays quite a bit for their tickets, so why don't you not complain?
1: Great, awesome. perfect, yeah.
0: fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Cool. love it.
1: A- again, the only animating force in British politics is your life should be as shit as mine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And uh, also, just the idea of, well, I guess voters like literally the everyone's preference must be mm. the state of affairs as it is otherwise it wouldn't be the state of affairs that it is yeah we'd better try and say stay perfectly still and offer nothing and do nothing yeah everyone in britain is in a loveless marriage with themselves <laughs> <laughs> and you know the labor party is the party for people who want to make that marriage work but without fixing it
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah. I, ca- you know. I can't think of keir starmer Anymore without uh, mentally setting his name to the song Informer by Snow?
0: Well, now I can't either. Yeah, it's but great. Perfect.
1: What's, Thank you for poisoning all of our minds, Well, welcome, my wife's boyfriend. <laughs> I would encourage him to go further by perhaps allowing me to sleep on the end of the bed.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, that was British politics entry number one. Uh, a little bit of fun. Mm. Um, is anybody, have you guys ever heard of a sort of little metal called tungsten?
3: Uh, Great gray metal, very dense. No, but what, what, I
4: what I kind went of to, um, went to school with a guy like that? What, what kind of shapes does this tungsten come in? I'm mm. glad
0: you asked, Alice. Uh, it comes <laughs> in a cube shape. Oh, and it's um, one of the classic shapes. Crypto day traders have caused not necessarily a shortage yet, but a 300% spike in sales overnight of tungsten cubes. You are saying there's a huh.
3: there's a run on tungsten cubes?
2: Well, well um, you know, I I think that lots of crypto day traders and speculators are actually very mm-hmm. uh they're very good at understanding the economy. So I want to hear more about the logic behind uh the tungsten mm-hmm. cube and why I should invest all my life savings
1: into it right now. Yeah, Riley, are you saying that I should buy one of these tungsten cubes? <clears throat> we should cubes all get some cubes price. like immediately. Like so stop um, what you're
4: listening to. Pause this. Go oh, and yeah. buy no,
1: some tungsten
0: cubes. D- this is not investment advice. Uh,
1: according to the Trash of this is not
0: investment advice. Uh, do not buy a tungsten in any ship in a sphere. Uh, uh, legally, you
1: can or cannot. We cannot tell you <laughs> whether
0: to do that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is it uh, is basically aerospace-grade tungsten, which is used in lots of industrial uh, applications, is That's made by... Like, like having a cube, for m- example. One, mm-hmm. Well, it's like like, it's like radiation shields and things of that nature. I'm detecting um, a
4: lot of sort of like jealousy from you no-cube cucks.
0: <laughs> getting some real no cuba vibes from you guys yeah. mm. have fun not having a cube ass <laughs> no cuba is a whole different constituency <laughs> um so since uh it, basically influential cryptocurrency trading and influential accounts uh have all been flocking uh to uh the website of midwest tungsten service <laughs> and uh buying tungsten which they can now do with cryptocurrency because one of them made a joke about Tungsten cubes, and then they all just spent thousands of dollars on tungsten cubes. I
4: think that was
1: a school with tungsten cubes. (laughs) So so
4: there's this company, right, that mills out (laughs) tungsten for presumably normal purposes, right? It's it's run by a bunch of like Hank Hill looking guys, and they they make like tungsten and tungsten accessories. And one guy emailed them and was like, "Hey, can you set up a a a cryptocurrency payment thing on your website?" And then it's turned on a big money hose in their office. Mm. correct yes that's oh, exactly no. what happened
0: uh, a 1.5 inch cu- uh, cube weighs about two pounds on amazon Yo, it's is a described as cube to be it's fair a dense it's cube. very mm. dense on mm. amazon is described as quote surprisingly heavy not as <laughs> dense as the people who buy it <laughs> on the midwest tungsten website a four Am inch right? cube which weighs 40 pounds is being sold for three thousand dollars Uh, Sean Murray, Midwest Tungsten's director of e-commerce, called called, CoinDesk. I'd love
1: to run a company called Midwest Tungsten (laughs) called CoinDesk. You can bet that that
3: that job description is newly minted. Like, that's fresh off the presses. Before
1: this, he was,
4: like, a guy who, like, files the Tungsten or whatever, but he was the first one to the phone,
1: and now he's this guy. (laughs) Midwest (laughs) Tungsten, Hawaii. Yeah, they got all of their payments in, like, cash in envelopes. So, there may make a
0: 14-inch cube special edition weighing more than 1,700 pounds. <laughs> Yo, limited edition, wow.
3: edition, edition Cube, I need Yo. it.
1: Uh, so, what happened is... That's so heavy. How uh, are you going to get that well, out of... Well, so, how are you going to ship that? you got to put asked, it on
3: a cart made of more tungsten. Cubes, it's the only thing that can support it.
2: The poor poor postman who has to deliver that. (laughs) Sorry
0: you were out, (laughs) we
2: put your parcel
4: through your window. World's (laughs) strongest postman has (laughs) had a 1700 pound cube through the front of your house, destroying it
3: entirely. Your cube, your cube is sitting in front of your front door and slowly <laughs> mm. just going through the crest of the earth to the molten core. <laughs> so, your car
0: has been crushed by a cube. So, crypt, cryptocurrency cryptocurrency fans tend to have a real thing for density, said CMS Holdings. <laughs> oh, they really sure see. do! Yeah. <laughs> they sure do, buddy! Uh, and, uh... <laughs> and it is pure unsolicited obsession with density drove uh, Dan Matazuski from CMS Holdings to buy tungsten cubes.
1: This pure unsolicited obsession <laughs> with density mean, I, sounds like a line from a divorce proceeding.
3: <laughs> I'm just imagining this guy being like like a fucking like having the mind of a baby, like a toddler, where yeah. there's two cubes, one of them is styrofoam and one of them is like granite. He was, and he was he trying
4: w- to like rotate those cubes in his mind, but he couldn't do it without a model. <laughs>
3: He lifts up the styrofoam cube And then the granite cube And is just clapping his hands together And kicking his legs You can't fucking believe it
1: I imagine him like the flubber guy you know, he's like alienating people in his life and his like weird I mean, garage I, I have
4: to guys. feel a little bit superior to these guys somehow. And my way of doing that is like, I like watches, I'm a watch person. Uh, and th- those mm. are often very expensive and often entirely hype driven. And people get very excited about stupid metals. to You know, the chance to go, oh yeah, this dial It's made of like fucking ruthenium or whatever. But at least sometimes... Most of the time, you can tell roughly what time it is
0: with it. And it doesn't weigh 1,700 pounds.
4: Unless you buy a, uh, so,
0: unless you buy a Panerai. So Dan, Dan Matuszewski from CMS Holdings then went on saying he's recently emailed Midwest Tungsten asking if they could make a yet bigger cube. <laughs> 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 I'm trying to see if we can get a 7-incher, Matazuski told Coindesk. Aren't we all? I mean, Aren't we all?
3: He's,
0: he Whoa. said Midwest... <laughs> yeah. he, he oh, said I'm trying that, to get uh, rid of mine. Uh, <laughs> He's, he said that Murray said via an email that anything larger is probably too heavy to manage, um, which. But I think that's great, right? I, it, for some reason, this whole story really. It. it I mean, look. There's a we talk. We talk about the cryptocurrency space. You talk a lot about people getting cryptocurrency and then, re, then having tons of spending power, but that can only be used for horse shit. Hmm. Yes. it can be mm-hmm. exchanged into other money that you can use for other things, and that's a lot to do with like social construction of money and mm. so on, but that currency requires assets. And so, the, but because it's a completely, I mean, like I said, all currency is completely invented. It's all a social construct. It's just that this it happens to be a social construct between people who are both, who have a great ability to decide the value of things. Mm. Tungsten, additionally. tungsten
4: cubes and the yeah. men who love them.
0: but mm. But <laughs> additionally, has zero connection to any kind of production at all. And so it's impossible to use for anything that is connected to any kind of production at all. That's why it sort of goes on JPEGs of you know a, a wolf smoking weed or whatever. And so it's, just, it's very funny. They were like, no, well, we, we, they fell in love with this idea of holding a cube. They actually said, um, <laughs> one, one cryptocurrency uh, investor said, I don't have a cube. I don't know really how good the feeling is, he admitted, but he's considering mm-hmm. buying one. But I'm not going to get a cube and then have someone else have a bigger cube. <laughs> oh my fucking god.
1: That's right. I got my eye on my neighbor. He's always trying to outdo me. I got a- bought a bigger uh, NFT of an ape
4: nutting. And on the <laughs> pedestal, <laughs> these words appear. I am Osmanandius, king of kings. Check out my fucking cube. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, have a, is... I have a solution uh, to these guys, which is, uh, I think, if oh, they're yeah, in delight- the if if they are delighted by a cube that is heavier than they think it is, you know, when they pick it up, they will be uh, equally, maybe even more delighted by uh, a metal that is also liquid that they can hold in their hands. Ooh,
4: yeah, we gotta
3: get, we gotta get these guys buying mercury by the by the uh, <laughs> fucking oil drum. Yeah, no, if, I,
4: if get... I'm gonna buy a mercury bucket, I'm not gonna buy a mercury bucket that's smaller than somebody else's. Mm exactly yeah.
0: i get my mercury in a carbon fiber sippy cup for myself <laughs> um but I, I think it's the the perfect example right of this mm. this sort of strange this the, of these the strange uh, time of monsters in which we live in at least financially mm. and otherwise right uh, where this there is just this floating valueless thing unconnected to making or selling or doing anything mm. that's just uh, that, that's just sort of purely socially determined. Um, and again, the rest of it is all purely socially determined as well, but this is socially determined by a different group of people yeah. uh, that is just sort of flowing out in arbitrary directions and where everything just has this joke logic where, mm. you know, half of the half of the fun of like buying a big tungsten cube is that you don't possibly have any reason for it. You're spending mm. $3,000 on a cube that you just is like, hey, check this out. It's heavy. Check out this cube. Because there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing behind any of it. Odomandius
1: no... isn't on a plinth. He's on a cube.
0: That's true. But that's what I mean. There's nothing behind or under it. It's all just... Mm. It is these strange imaginations it's These of, two
1: legs on the top.
0: It's, it's yeah. these strange imaginations of, uh, of, of an economy with nothing left to do and a society with nowhere left to go just kind of
1: slowly dying. It's amazing, isn't it? When you've kind of, when you've never actually earned any money, the things you spend your money on get, like, really kooky. Mm. Like, when people are like, oh, I spent, you know, like, fucking $100,000 on a fucking (laughs) NFT, it's like, buy a bigger fucking house, dude. Like, what? What? Uh, but also, I think
0: it's the desire to be in on something. Yeah, It's the mm. desire like, to have a community. Yeah, like
4: half of the reason we're making fun of this is because like, it's obviously a very stupid idea. But the other half of it is that it's not being marketed to people like us, right? It's being marketed mm. to people who think things like, yeah, I'm not going to buy a cube and then have another guy have a bigger cube. Mm. If you marketed yeah. these with like, oh, uh, this is the, the tungsten cube that the fucking like SAS use, I would buy 12.
3: Yeah, if somebody somebody put uh, two square wave oscillators in the cube and and was like, you can uh, connect it to MIDI and CV, I would buy the cube.
4: If the cube, like, sort of, like, gently pulsed and made, like, a sort of ambient techno noise, Riley would buy a cube. Absolutely. Yeah, they
1: were like, this is a tungsten BMW. i
4: like, huh?
1: <laughs> So you're saying I can't be
4: irradiated while
1: I drive. So, so someone oh, you can't be stolen
4: the tungsten out of your BMW. Right.
1: Yeah, oh, I hate that. I hate that. No, I can't <laughs> buy one. It's too dangerous. I actually, you know what? I don't, I don't mind the cube thing anywhere near as much as I minded the NFT thing because- yeah. I mean, at least if you buy a tungsten cube, it's probably going to hold its value. Like tungsten yeah, has value. I, I mean, I, know, I, I, g- like I guess
4: a- the, like it's not constantly running a, pa- a coal power plant all the time it just merely takes up the energy required to make that tungsten cube ship that enormously heavy tungsten cube to you and then i guess you just keep it in your house
1: if someone's spending like a hundred dollars on like a small tungsten cube as like a bit like oh it's funny to have this small really heavy thing and it's like a cool paperweight or whatever i can see that but the point where you're spending like any significant amount of money i I
0: think I, i have no sort of I have no quarrel with the tungsten cubes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have no <laughs> quarrel with your cubes I are welcome the tungsten cube. Let it, let it be known How I have no quarrel we've, we've with the already backed
4: down off of shapes. <laughs> Six months on this show, we've gone from "Oh, the giant murder orb is terrible," and now we're back to "I have no quarrel with the tungsten cube." (laughs) This is what getting vaccinated
1: fucking does to you. Episode title: I have no quarrel (laughs) with the. I have no problem with the tungsten cube itself. I
0: just think it's very, it's very interesting how how the uh, how cryptocurrency kind of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna gonna look up these tungsten Mm.
4: cubes here. I need to see
0: what they look like. Alice, I'm gonna give you a hint. (laughs) Uh, cubular. Oh wow, well, that's that's, that's
4: really not even like any sort of like filed edges or anything. It's not like uh, mm-hmm. that. There's no. Um, I don't even know what you call that, like rounding or anything. It's really yeah, just a-, a cube.
3: Yeah, it yeah, looks sharp, dangerous. You know.
0: Ah <clears throat> uh, well, so uh, if someone wants to send us a tungsten cube, I wouldn't say no. To be honest. I, uh, I what would what
4: would you do with the tungsten cube? Bury me with my tungsten cube.
0: <laughs> I probably would hold it. Is what I would do. I think
2: it'd be. I think it'd be like a nice accessory to take to the club. Like if you're doing pickup artistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how heavy do up. you think this is? <laughs> um, so some guys have the fevery hat. Other people have the cube. Uh, but the cube is uh, like more of a signifier of how like you know well you're doing a business. So
3: I see you've noticed my cube. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Is it about
0: my cube? Well, it is not about my cube Because I want to take us into another little bit Of uh, political all, all, discussion all right, but
4: we're all still going to be thinking About the cube
0: Well yeah, I've been thinking about the cube for days it Didn't yeah, stop cube me from ND doing the rest now. of my job <laughs> <You
4: know? laughs> I'm just thinking What's the funniest object you could Whip a like hundred dollar Tungsten cube at Knowing that it would shatter whatever it was instantly
0: Oh, uh, I know exactly what it is Cybertruck window uh,
4: no, so I was gonna window. say uh
0: uh no Macy's Day Parade Balloon. <laughs> bottom <laughs> bottom of the swimming pool connecting those
4: two buildings in London.
0: There it is. Uh Alice has chosen Alice has chosen the canonically funniest answer. You just hear
4: donk and then just like a crack spreading.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, thank goodness. Um no, so uh we talked briefly, uh the last bonus episode about um The uh, beginnings of the aftermath of the uh, murder of MP David Amos Um, and uh, a few things have happened since then. Hmm. Uh, Number one is uh, uh, I think maybe some of you will know who this is. Uh, Hossein Abedini has given an in memoriam speech. Uh, for David Amos from his compound in Albania. <laughs>
3: nice. Ashraf three. Yeah. Me- a message yeah. from Ashraf three.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, the MEK has fallen in behind to give a message in memoriam of their uh, good friend and compatriot David Amos. What the fuck? Uh, no. So I know, uh, what I actually want to talk about, right, is it's a little bit back to I think just the um it goes it goes back to the idea uh that's something we talked about quite a, on the show quite a bit something Alice that you bring up uh which mm. I thought is a good idea which up, is thanks. all we can do is the impossible mm. because in reaction to an MP getting murdered by a guy who as far as I can tell had no social media presence at all um yeah. the entire sort of media and political apparatus of the UK has predictably as we literally predicted, completely fallen in line with the idea that... Um, it the, should be uh, illegal yeah. to at me. Well, a few things. Number one, uh, the uh, online anonymity has to end completely. Yep. Uh, number two, uh, even then, and, and don't forget, right, like, if you're not anonymous online, the police can and still regularly do find out who you are. Remember, one guy made a joke about Captain Tom dying and got charged with indecent communications. They found out who he was and charged him. Oh yeah, you can get sued right.
4: very easily by anyone who has the like yeah. uh, wherewithal to to do it, and it is very difficult for you to defend yourself legally. Yeah so yep. yeah, on the one yep. hand it's you know nothing that new we, but on the other we hand we don't have online anonymity yeah but on the <laughs> other hand there's a difference between uh you know having to actually <laughs> subpoena Twitter to find out the identity of like mm. cumdad69 versus having a big button on cumdad69's profile that says uh press this button to call this guy's line manager
0: yeah and and the thing is right is that like Um, we we talked about that a bit, but some of the key details as to how this is going to shake out are sort of getting released, which is that they want to build it into the online harms bill. Mm -hmm. And the online harms bill is something that I think is worth talking about, right? Especially because, sorry, safety, (laughs) rather. Online
4: harms bill would also be a pretty good uh, anonymous Twitter name, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Sorry, online safety bill, excuse me. They call me online
0: Um, harms bill. (laughs) And this basically says, right, that it, it, remember that there was supposed to be that porn ban? Yeah, the, that the, the, the they com- tried several times and
4: always kicked yeah. down the road and tried to make ISPs do it because it was yeah. really difficult, and that's why you have to like do a really tepid button whenever you set up a new Wi-Fi network that's like, oh, I would like to see some pornography, please. Mightn't I well, jerk
0: off? But the thing <laughs> is, right, is that it was completely impossible for them to implement it because they f- sort of forgot that the internet doesn't like to change its business model based on where it is. Yes. Um. And so they, they're trying to sort of do something similar now, where there's a lot of hand-wringing about, oh, Ofcom is going to be appointed as a regulator of social media sites and force companies to have a, quote, duty of care for their users. possible. Facebook which- is going to eat it which oh yeah go and that's the thing I I want to sort of say right up front this is not going to happen no. as much as people like to t- I don't like to make predictions but as much as people are liking to um make a sort of great hue and cry about this law it, it is completely impossible to do right they say they want to they force social media sites to have a duty of care for their users including protecting adults from check this out legal but harmful content And what that is will be determined by a political appointee at Ofcom. Yes, it's illegal to hurt
4: my feelings.
2: Bearing in mind mind that for a long time, uh, and I think this might still be ongoing, they're trying to get Paul Dacre to be head of Ofcom.
3: uh,
0: (laughs) They're trying, but uh, he was disqualified, but they're just more trying to get him to reapply until he gets in.
2: So in any so in any case, we'll either have like Paul Dacre deciding what you can and can't post online or you so, will have someone within that vein who will decide what you can and, and can't post online.
0: And and the thing is, look, it's I don't really I don't particularly consider uh, the ability to be like passingly rude to a, to a Twitter account that says Preeti Patel on it that's run by one of her staff to be a particularly important form well, of politics. You, you say but, that,
4: but yeah. Look at how much it upsets them. That's the only that's the only <laughs> yeah. point in its favor is like remember when uh, remember that period when a bunch of like relatively senior Trump staffers resigned because they got yelled at in a restaurant once? Yes. That's very, very similar thing of like the only real consequence that these people seem to be scared of is like
0: you posting the the photo of the pig shitting on its own Well, the thing is, right, is that because Ofcom is a pol- the head of Ofcom is a political appointee. Because they have wide, um, uh, they have wide uh, jurisdiction to determine what is legal but harmful, um, and then all of a sudden you could say, for example, uh, someone an article about uh, harm reduction for drug users. You say, ah, that's encouraging people to take drugs, and the political reality of the UK is that. The harm that is done to you by taking drugs Far outstrips the potential benefits oh, yeah. Of taking it's, drugs safely So therefore it is legal but harmful it's, content it's, it's, And Twitter will have to preemptively Take it, it, it or Facebook legal. or whatever Will have to preemptively take it down yeah. But Right? It, yeah
4: it's, it's legal but harmful content to say uh, If you're on an NHS waiting list For hormones that takes 10 years uh, This is how you can get them yourself
0: mm-hmm. Yeah And I mean if any of this had any chance of being enforced at all, then it would be quite, you know, quite concerning. Um, oh, because- it, bits
4: bits of it will still slip through. Like, the Communications Act 2003 did this, too. Like, it was, it like, mostly unenforceable, but enforceable enough to, like,
0: destroy a couple of people entirely. So, so you know, that's going to so, be fun. Well, so the targets of the laws are actually the social media companies rather than the users? and so the idea being that social media companies have a de- have a duty to remove uh, posts that are legal but harmful and have to they have to guess what's going to be legal but harmful and the thing is then they face like steep fines if they don't and the thing is we've talked about before right like amazon a company like amazon is actually quite vulnerable to individual like legislation for example in like labor legislation in certain countries because it needs to be everywhere its business models that it has to be everywhere it can't not be somewhere mm. but the problem is is it has is and all that's true for a lot of these tech companies they need to be everywhere but it needs to be the same product mm-hmm. and Having a whole other like I don't know like British version of Facebook where like there are some don't guys. Even made me think about that. Fuck you, <laughs>
3: British yeah. Facebook is one of the most cursed fucking. <laughs> what
0: emoji and it's the crying laughing. Yes, yeah. but the, 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 it doesn't work like that because they would have to suddenly create a different product for a relatively small market. And there's this. There's it's strange that like. So much of the of the sort of yeah. discussion of this bill, so much of the discussion of this bill has totally forgotten about the fact that Britain's not that important. yeah, and so the people who are against it say, "Ah, it will threaten dissidents in the in elder parts of the world need to be anonymous." And it's like Ugh. if you think that Facebook or Twitter or whatever is going to change its global practices about anonymity or about legal but harmful or whatever, according to like, The preferences of the people that are voting for Ben Houchin, basically, who like the the newspapers claim to speak for, that's ludicrous. They're not going to change their product for fucking anything. The thing is, right? Like,
4: you can sort of do this. You can do like a a great firewall or whatever. You can just fucking shut the internet off if it annoys you. But it requires you to have a government that is functional. Uh, And ideally, it also requires you to have a lot of people, which, like, you know. Mm It's sixty, seventy million people versus a billion or whatever. That, that you know doesn't really add up. Um... So yeah no I don't I I don't think this is very enforceable. I think it is just going to amount to another little annoyance. In the same way that trying to ban pornography became an annoyance that they handed over to to your internet service provider, I think this is just going to be another annoyance that they hand over to Twitter or Facebook where they make you tick a little box that says you're not going to hurt anyone's feelings.
3: This is very similar to uh something Riley and I dug into on Bottleman, which is the uh slightly less bad Canadian version of this which is Bill C10 um where all of the sort of harmful uh what they deem harmful is is mainly uh what they call disinformatskaya
1: ah the most confusing
3: metro <laughs> yeah. station of all is,
2: is that mm-hmm. when you're allowed to say stuff but you have to like wear blackface uh while yeah, you yeah, do
3: exactly <laughs> yes absolutely
2: what i was what i was gonna say was that like in both cases in terms of like the porn ban and also like this i think like it was very clear that MPs and Lakers like generally may, I, I don't know, maybe in the, maybe in the porn band, they genuinely thought that they could like take down um, pornography. But I definitely think in this instance, it was less to do with like MPs actually thinking that they could actually do something meaningful to, you know, but, the, you know, but bearing in mind that even as we said at the beginning of the segment, there is no evidence to suggest that this was in any way, like directly social media related. But even if you wanted to kind of like say in an alternative world, that it was, I think that like, for the majority of like MPs and lawmakers, I think they sort of accept that they can't do it. And what was what what seems to be like great signifier is more to do with the fact that like the state has kind of accepted, but it can't really do anything. Like it can't really intervene in any way. So what they've sort of done is basically kind of deflect that responsibility to technology companies, right? And yeah. they don't really have to learn how those technology companies work. They don't really know what to do. Like we saw, we saw with all the kind of like Facebook hearings that they could quite easily um like get yeah, a lot of stuff over MPs' heads or like know that the MPs won't ask them like particularly challenging questions other than how do I open a PDF and like why is my grand why is my grandson not accepting my friend my friend request on Facebook. Yeah. Um, I think like ultimately what it comes down to is that idea that like they can't do anything and they've accepted that like, well, you know, not only does no one believe in the state, but the state doesn't believe in the state. Right? That's, they that's, can't,
4: yeah. that's what I was gonna sort of bring out too is that like I I think you're you're totally right, but it's also it's it's more than just the state accepting that it can't do stuff. It's like a, a multi-decade program of the state insisting to itself that it can't do this stuff because, like, it, it it you know it's it doesn't comply with uh you know free market economics or whatever the fuck. No, well, yeah, when it, the state does stuff, that's socialist.
3: Exactly. Well, in, that's right. That's in, right. In
0: in this case, right? It's uh it's something that I think you know, it's it's good that the state can't do it. I don't think we want the state doing it but they present, they've invented this problem for themselves that they are now that they're desperate to solve but they just absolutely don't have the tools they don't believe they have the tools and so and so instead it means that all they can do is uh, is declare that they will do the impossible uh, at full time and space yeah but also I, I want- they
4: are going to make it slightly harder to see what your mp's expenses are like
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. They're going to also in order to protect uh, David uh, to protect like future victims of potential crime. They're going to a a everyone now in parliament is whipping in favor of the online safety bill. This impossible is if it works massively draconian, but also very poorly thought out piece of legislation. Yeah, Yeah. Once again,
4: uh, the last hope of freedom of speech is crusty old white boomers in the House of Lords going, I don't know what a computer is. I'm going to amend this, this, this and
0: this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah uh, right, but this they're, this they're, everyone's sort of now for it. Starmer has said Starmer has actually said mm-hmm. why well, okay. no he said why has Boris Johnson not done this sooner and more?
3: Right Sooner and more. Yeah. Right. Amazing. Will you
0: commit to breaking this law before Christmas, Boris Johnson?
3: Are you guys gonna be <sighs> just Incredible. like are you gonna be interned in British Twitter now? Is that what's gonna happen? <laughs>
1: I think we're going to get like North Korea style intranet, and the only social media will be the Matt Hancock MP app. <laughs> fine. Finally. Like, yeah, Finally. Actually, yeah, fine. That's, yeah, that's Whatever, where, that's where, that's where,
2: that's where the, MEK dissid- the MEK dissidents will hang out. They'll hang out on Matt Hancock MP. <laughs>
3: it's, it's really is what we deserve. But so we've it's going to through... be Ashraf 4 online. MEK
2: is what we call
4: uh, Milton Keynes Tim Hortons. We've, we've been through point A, which is the, the fucking uh, online harms bill. We've been through point B, which mm-hmm. is uh, expenses.
0: Both of those are sort of tech related, especially A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, wa- I want to talk uh, point, point point the expenses point C. thing uh, that also encompasses, or one thing that encompasses, is this. They say, well, we can't allow people to view P- of MPs' voting records or expenses anymore because then that might get them mad at us and they yeah. can't be ever get mad at no. us. Sure. But, 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 but point but, but, C, Alice. But
4: point C. <laughs> the one that I really want to talk about, Mm. from a senior Tory MP, uh, you know, a sort of a Marc-Francois-shaped informant,
1: has suggested (laughs) Mm.
4: that every MP be offered the use of a
1: firearm. Hell yeah! Amazing, hell Yes. 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 That that's the one I'm in favor of. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Can you imagine Jess Phillips trying to shoot a fucking gun? Awesome.
0: I would sell tickets to that. I, I personally, I think that they should all get guns that are like issued to them, like in Battle Royale. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It
4: fits their so, personalities. Pretty Patel yeah. has like one of
3: those long-barreled Lugers. <laughs> <laughs> so many yeah. member oh, of man. Parliament related shooting incidents. It's going to be incredible.
1: mean, like Pretty Patel. Did they give you that SS uniform as well? Like, no, I was
3: just already wearing that. Going or to why? the. Con-
4: Constituency surgery and it's like fucking the ballad of Texas Red in there. <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they actually they, they give uh David Davis gets a katana. Yeah no sorry David Davis, sorry, uh Steve Baker. Mm. Steve Baker
3: gets a katana. My
4: Francois is running around with a GPMG. My mm. question is what it what is Starmer <laughs> issued in this Hot lid. single Hot a
3: single <laughs> grenade. Just a single <laughs> grenade.
1: David Davis has got the, the suppressed MP5 from the wet work mission on Call of Duty 4. Um, um I think, uh, uh, uh,
0: who do we- uh, Grant Shapps gets a- maybe you could even make it themed with their, like, Matt a, a Hancock gift so is that, gonna have yeah. to
4: get a gun! We can't trust him with that! Uh-huh.
0: Matt Hancock gets a water pistol.
3: Boris Johnson gets the handgun from David Cronenberg's existence, but instead of being made of (laughs) fish parts, it's made of, like, grey roast beef.
4: I I kind of support Mm -hmm. this, if we can give Jeremy Corbyn the, like, twin gold barrettes from Face
2: Off. (laughs) Matt, Matt, Matt Hancock will get a gun, he'll be so fascinated by it, and he'll look directly into the barrel. Oh no! Mm.
0: Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. no uh, I, I think. What's like, all this you, then? Also, yeah. people should get guns that are related Stay to like off, man, what post they have. It's mm. like Grant Shapps should get an entirely railway-propelled piece of artillery. Oh, the Gustav
1: gun. <laughs> yeah. Should get that.
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Whoever's the commander? Who's the Who's in charge of uh, UK science? They should get the Golden Eye laser, you know, to protect <laughs> mm-hmm. themselves. Oh mm-hmm, yeah, what, I mean, what, we can't do anything else as a country, anyway. Yeah. So like, why not do like let the MPs yeah. just hunt Liz, everyone? Liz
1: Truss should get the, uh, the 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 Icarus space sun laser thing from <laughs> Die Another Day. Yeah. Yeah. I just
4: think it's cool that fucking Rosie Duffield can be a sniper spotter team with Andy No now.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, they have to be in the ghillie suits. Yeah. <laughs> that's Right. Yeah. Uh, that's why. Yeah. Let's. But you know, you know where MPs had guns was Northern Ireland during the Troubles. Huh.
1: That's where well, some, we're bringing those back. So why not? So you
0: might suggest that we, what we are doing only.
3: What about an island-wide Troubles? You know,
0: <laughs> we are applying methods of colonial violence oh, this to the again. metropole.
1: Oh shit! We keep doing that.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, rats yeah I, I we we hate when that happens um yeah so that's uh, that's basically it right is this one random thing happens and then our political machinery kicks into incredibly high gear to do the um Sort of, you might say, completely uh, nonsense, unrelated, self-serving things. It kind of mm-hmm. wanted to do anyway and yeah. operate as a single cohesive whole. John McDonald like wearing of- the hitman
1: gloves, slamming oh, the yes. bolt closed on an AK. He's got the f- he's got the fiber wire. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> um, fucking uh, uh, the the British policeman who has to issue the Sinn Féin MP <laughs> during the troubles <laughs> with a gun. It's like I've already got one, thanks. <laughs> uh... Yeah um
0: yeah so it's uh, of of course right like this is this is just again all we can do is the impossible we can just do compl- we as so long as we do things we just have to like thrash in any given direction and then we just have to make sure you don't stop doing stuff
1: a russian form of government mm-hmm. uh, this is just reminded me that one of my friends dads who is extremely eccentric and possibly like actually deranged Um. Uh. Used to was found to be carrying around a garroting wire. My (laughs) my friend was like, "Why do you have that?" And he was like, "Self defense." He
3: was like, "It's a a weapon used in
1: surprise attacks." What is an assassin's preemptive,
4: Very preemptive, preemptive <laughs> self-defense. Yeah,
1: self-defense, you, you gotta be proactive.
4: Yeah, <laughs>
0: screw the castle doctrine. I actually live by the bush yeah. doctrine. Or oh, oh, the opposite way around. I actually
4: let myself get my ass kicked, and then, as the guy's walking away, I yes. get up really fast and...
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like chaos theory, you know? There's like If RFK lives, I get mugged in, like, 2030. So what am I gonna do?
3: <laughs>
0: so... Anyway, this is the the, the these I think uh, the dying of this sort of uh, mm. the British body politic, and we are now experiencing mm. its thrashes. It's cool that they uh, get it's, guns. It's though, death that's twitches. so
4: fucking cool.
0: I mean, I, they're not going to, but I think it would be cool if they did. Only if they got guns assigned to them according to their personalities or remits. Yeah. Like it, it, you. I, I would not like them to just all be given gets the bandage cannon. I, I don't want them all. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I don't want them all just given like like. You don't, same you don't want to they see to Matt Hancock getting guns. a Glock. Mm.
4: No, it, it takes no. something out of it. He has to get a silly little like a nineteenth-century yeah. revolver. Yeah, <laughs> Matt Hancock
1: gets the scorpion.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, body of lies. Mm. <laughs> so.
0: Uh, he also has to wear the tracksuit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so so yeah, it's the, for safety reasons. So don't don't ask hmm. too many questions
0: about it. Okay. All right. All right. Enough. Enough British talk. I'm tired of this. Tired of. I'm tired of the Britishness. Uh, it's kind of a normal country. Yeah. I want to. I want to learn. I want to introduce. I think TF listeners to a long-standing preoccupation uh, uh, that we have on the bottleman, uh, which is all about the connections between. Uh, you might say, uh, Ukrainian ultranationalist groups.
3: Mm. Uh, One would almost uh, uh, classify them as ultranationalist fascist groups.
0: Indeed, certain battalions of an Azov nature. Yes. Um, And the higher levels of liberal party politics. Dan, what's going on here?
3: Well, uh, have you guys heard of uh, Christia Freeland, our deputy prime minister, finance minister?
4: Yeah, the one who used to be a spy, right? That's right. I, That's right.
2: Know, I've seen her on Twitter and her being described as a girl boss, uh, yes. as a hero of the nation. So I'm very excited mm-hmm. to find the, out the, why the one who
4: the one who used to work for CSIS, but you don't talk about that in the same way that we don't talk about how Cressida Dick used to be, uh, you know, deputy director of MI6
3: exactly exactly and you if you're a liberal voter you definitely don't question um the utility or or uh uh usefulness of having an intelligence connected uh politician rise to the level of uh, prime minister you don't talk wait you're that. saying this woman was something of a michael <laughs> she's a bit of a michael she's a lady michael you know yeah she's mm, a lady bit of Mi- a michael she's princess michael of kent yeah. she's a, a lady lady michael prime
0: yeah that's right mm. so uh Let's talk about this.
3: Yeah. Freeland uh, kind of entered Canadian politics in about 2013 and then was sort of scooped up by uh, Trudeau's Trudeau's cabinet. Um, Her political record is kind of a litany of uh, just failure and uh, mediocrity. Um, Mm. Some of the failures have been have been pretty, pretty epic. Uh, She. Pushed really, really hard for uh, Maduro uh, for one uh, Guaido, basically. Um, oh, I remember. Him. Awesome. Started uh, started up the Lima Group, which was an underdog. <laughs> um, but I think the most interesting thing about her is that for her entire life, uh, she's she's her her life's work has been the liberation of a democratically free Ukraine that has very Galician characteristics. So we're talking about... <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that yeah.
1: sounds good to me. Yeah. Now, what's, let's now which
3: about... Ukraine are we referring to here? Would it be
1: the Ukraine? It's the, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's the Ukraine that doesn't have any uh, Russian speakers or Tartars in it. So. Yeah, but big, oh, okay. big Lenin
4: yeah. statue goes down, big statue of,
3: who's this guy? Don't worry about him. This Ukraine might even encompass parts of surrounding countries like Poland. Hmm. Huh. <laughs> Listen, we've, we've all played
4: hearts of iron and gotten a little too attached to our minor nations. It happens to the best of
0: us. So Christia Freeland, essentially, is someone who, as you say, Dan, sort of rises to the top of liberal politics and throughout the, her journalism career, especially the early bits of it, ends up uh, working with, uh, you, you might say, initially on behalf of uh, some Midwestern Canadian uh, Ukrainian community organizations, uh, mm. ends up working on behalf of some of those in
1: Ukraine. Uh, and um, how do these people walk at these Midwestern community <laughs> organizations? Would you was, describe okay, it okay, in a sort of high-leg-kick fashion? Yeah.
3: yeah, you don't want to bend the knee at all, you know? Mm. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't be doing that.
1: It's like a yoga thing. Mm. Mm. Um, and
0: uh, uh, this was just recently, right? There were some documents that were released So, uh, uh, from her sort of uh, journalism and student career in, uh, in, in, in Ukraine uh, that have suggested that... Um, she was uh, uh, drew the ire and respect of the KGB while she was there. Now, this has been presented in Canadian media as a kind of um, a, a sort of a, an an encomium to um, yeah, an epic girl
4: boss Freeland. moment. She, yeah. She's she's yeah, so this, tough, even the spies respect her for non spy yeah. related reasons.
1: Yeah, the KGB were doing that scene from the end of Gone in 60 Seconds, where yes. um, yeah, Nicholas Cage is driving away in the Shelby Mustang, and he's driving too fast for the helicopter to keep <laughs> up, and then Timothy Olyphant goes, damn, this guy can drive. Yeah, you, you're kind yes. of
4: expected to believe, reading, the, reading this press, that Christian Friedland is on like a big screen in KGB headquarters in Kiev, and a guy is just going, Jesus Christ, is Jason Bourne? The whole yeah. time. <laughs> she does anything.
3: Just throwing his cap on the floor, enraged. I can't stress uh, enough how this uh, article is uh, not journalism.
4: Well, <laughs> yeah. they wrote it the sa- a- they wrote basically the same article about Gina Haspel but when she was promoted to CIA director about how she go it by running uh, a black site in Thailand. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, right.
1: yeah.
0: So what uh, what the what this uh, paper celebrates essentially is uh Christia Freeland doing uh, sort of democracy advocacy Again, democracy as defined uh, by sort of NATO. Um, in in Ukraine, sort of towards the end you of the nineteen eighty Land. Hmm. Uh, oh well, uh, freeing up some land has actually been a real preoccupation of uh, the Chomiak side of her family. But her mother's maiden name yeah. being Chomiak. Yeah. I yeah. just want some room to live. So,
4: yeah, <laughs> well, yeah,
3: exactly. So sounds so like something
4: so. Fed smoker would call a Ukrainian dude.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what Chomiak? <laughs> so
0: no, but
1: uh, uh, get away from we'll, me, fucking Chomiak. We'll, we'll
0: we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment uh where she goes to ukraine Mm -hmm. to study ukrainian but doesn't really Mm -hmm. go to school and instead is a pro-democracy advocate advocate right again in the ned sense um and then it it sort of throughout the article it is sort of released that well she she sort of drew the ire of the soviet of the of the kgb because she was impossible to track and she had all these diplomatic contacts Mm -hmm. that she would and she would give um you know uh uh like uh, video recording equipment and video computers, and radar jamming equipment even. to and computers to, um you know, uh, other civil society groups. And she was just there as a student representing her Edmonton community Ukrainian foundation with, Many intelligence contacts, somehow.
3: Including a Canadian who worked at the embassy who the KGB had codenamed Bison, who was suspected of being a spy himself, who allowed her to use the diplomatic pouch to get stuff in and out of oh, the country.
4: That, I'd love to have access to a diplomatic pouch. I think that'd be cool. Also, Bison, cool code name. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. would hope, I would hope that if I was involved in some spy shit, I would get like a cool code name. You wouldn't want to very, be in very big guy. You wouldn't want to be in like the fucking Tim Hortons <laughs> in Kiev, and a, a, you know a guy goes into his lapel. <laughs> yes, code name dipshit is in building.
1: Code name Tim. <laughs> Dimofey <Bid. Faye> Hortons. <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's ordering a maple milkshake like some kind of piece of shit. <laughs> 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 the
0: the, uh, the the way that this presents her right is as someone who, through her own fantasticness, uh, and and don't worry about the fact that she was clearly intelligence-connected, someone yes. who, through her own fantasticness... If you're worried about it, don't worry about um, mm, it. Right. ...has sort of uh, mm-hmm. defeated uh, Russia then
1: and will defeat Russia now, mm-hmm. uh, effectively. I am prepared to let her try.
4: <laughs> <laughs> tough on Russia, tough on the causes of Russia.
1: Which and, is, ironically, Kiev, so that's going to be a problem for her. <laughs> so... <laughs>
3: There may have been another ideological motivation for a 20-year-old Christia Freeland to be uh, working with uh, you know, Radio Free Liberty and uh, using the diplomatic pouch and all this. And uh,
1: She loved parliament fistfights and, and she it, wanted to it, film some.
3: Yeah, it, it's not her love of freedom and democracy. It's the fact that she spent most of her adult life um, just steeping in the ideology of uh, the OUN. And, you know, what uh, the, is the O-U-N? Well, yeah. Riley, and folks, the O-U-N. <laughs> uh, the O-U-N is an organization of Ukrainian nationalists that is extremely, mm. extremely far-right wing. Oh, yeah.
1: uh, oh st- but wait, Ukrainian nationalists who are far-right wing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 been t- um, I've been told that they don't exist,
2: and that if you say they do then, um, like, yeah, like, you are on the payroll of uh, Mr. Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm.
3: If you yeah. say that Ukrainian nationalism exists, uh, a Twitter account named Pokemon Trainer from Ukraine that only <laughs> posts about uh, how Ukraine doesn't have Nazis in it and also Pokemon will come and yell at you in all caps. Mm. Yeah,
4: the, 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 these guys, the OUN, the ones who are so anti-Semitic, they managed to make Russians look uh, sensitive and tolerant. That's right.
2: In in Britain it's not Pokemon trainers, but it's like second year university students who are like a part of a liberal club.
1: Oh god. Right. Mm. Oh yeah.
2: Wearing a waistcoat to lectures.
4: Yeah. Right. To- Actually
1: when I when I have um gone on the wrong side of Ukrainian nationalists online, I would say that they, they fall into two groups, uh, which are um, guys with a lot of, shall we say, Hindu mysticist tattoos, <laughs> 100% and, uh, who are Ukrainian, and guys who look like Jimmy Neutron, who work for <laughs> a think tank in Washington DC called like the Ronald Reagan Institute for Regime Change, and bleat on at you about like an international rules based order, <laughs> and then when you and then when you tell them that you look like Jimmy Neutron got fired out of Chernobyl Reactor Four, they accuse you of breaching civility. <laughs> yeah.
3: Interesting side note, uh, Milo. Would you believe that uh, the guy who wrote the piece on Christia Freeland girl bossing the KGB, mm. uh, his uh, main focus uh, academically is uh, whitewashing Ronald Reagan's career?
1: Oh, what a
0: surprise. <laughs> That's crazy. But one of the things we're driving towards, right, is I think we're driving in sort of two directions here. Because number one, there is this. Yeah, unlike Christian Freeland driving in two
4: directions towards yeah. Stalingrad and Kursk.
0: there's let's say someone who is at least it is reasonable to suggest that they are in some way intelligence connected who is essentially being lined Mm -hmm. up by uh, our sort of media and political establishment to be crowned prime minister yeah right that is one thing that's happening and it seems as though there's nothing but adulation for this fact because of our beloved intelligence services who will protect Canada from being hacked by Russia because Canada is an important country. Yeah, you know, just a group of nice Michaels. Yeah. They're, right. That's one good thing. Michaels. Now, and number two is Canadian intelligence is like one of those London
1: gentlemen's clubs where all the staff are called George. <laughs> Everyone who works there is called Michael. <laughs> but
0: and then the other thing. So we have we have this this one thing.
4: Yeah, Michael isn't actually a name. Michael is a code name. Michael has been played by several different actors throughout the years.
0: Hmm. The other thing we have is other elements of uh, Freeland's let's say early life and family that were... um, not, that's a relatively under-discussed in Canadian mainstream media. So, uh, Dan, who is Mihalo Chomiak?
3: Mihalo Chomiak is Christy Freeland's grandfather, uh, someone who she has referenced uh, as as recently as like a year ago um, as a huge influence on her life in politics, which is true because when she was young, uh, she and her mother moved from Red Deer to Edmonton where Mihalo was living. And, uh, that is when she got involved in this kind of right-wing Ukrainian diaspora movement. Um, the reason why her grandfather, uh, had such a high placement in the community was because he used to run a, uh, Nazi newspaper in occupied Poland called Krakowski.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. And just, and I mean, just to really make the point, right. Uh, if you are interested in drawing a distinction, which I'm not necessarily, between someone who runs a newspaper that is censored by the Nazis and someone who fully buys into their ideology, what were some of his comments upon moving into his new flat?
3: Oh, yeah. So uh, he uh, he sent a letter to the uh, Reichs commissar of Krakow uh, complaining about uh, the Jew, Dr. Finkelstein, having left behind furniture in the apartment uh, that he had been assigned
1: oh good hmm. yes ah.
0: and uh she's she talks as recently as a year ago about this man he being was a big feng shui guy yeah. <laughs> he just had a Jew for descriptiveness it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't
1: it wasn't it wasn't pejorative <laughs> in any way
0: yeah. no so he's this this guy who's um the the mihalo chomiak the uh, the editor of this newspaper uh who let's say we have some evidence quite enthusiastically bought into uh at least elements hmm. of the uh newspaper for whom the regime for whom he was the editor of the newspaper Mm. um is this huge influence on her life and ends up sort of defining a lot of the ukrainian nationalism that sort of that will end up coming through Mm. in sort of not just her not and not just her anti-soviet commitments but also her commitments to things like the memorial to the victims of communism yes for which she seems to be a big back
4: you're suggesting that she's been groomed as as a kind of
3: galician candidate Basically, <laughs> also uh, <laughs> episode title, yeah, the Galician candidate. Yep, I think that's it. It is pure nationalism, and and if you look at her political career, uh, you know, a lot of uh, I will I will say this. I'll start like this. A lot of the liberals who are defending her right now, um, w- who want to see her girl boss her way to the top, uh, kind of kind of ignore the fact that this they'll they'll say you can't judge Christia by what her grandfather did. Which I would say, yeah, absolutely, that's that's fucking true. You can't, but what you can judge is the fact that she absorbed this frozen ideology that popped up in uh, in, in the chaotic world of Central Europe in 1929, mm. and has continued on with it. So you know the way she deals with Venezuela, uh, her not just anti anti communist, but anti socialist. Uh, uh, legislation and and the way she dealt with foreign policy is is just completely a result of of being steeped in this ideology her entire life it's been her life's work essentially
1: i mean we all agree that if if i were you couldn't blame me for what hitler did but if i were to get up and say I really like Hitler. I hung out with him a lot when I was a kid. And I think the stuff that he said is correct. Yeah, he gave me permission be like, to be Hang on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He
4: was one of the first people who really encouraged me when I was starting out in this business, you know. He came to me and he, he said, really
1: don't let the haters myself. get you down, you know. Help me understand my sexuality.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one of the weirdest things about this is that... Uh, th- Freeland and and the sort of people that the diaspora groups that she that she represents and she and she has grown up and they fucking got what they wanted in 2014, mm. like the Maidan happened, uh, a
4: Fourth Reich,
3: yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They got what they wanted, and it's it's not See, as exciting it. as they thought it would. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to galicias
2: Yeah,
0: it's it, as you say. It's not they get what they wanted, which is a revived uh, Ukrainian nationalist movement that sort of. Uh, it, that aims at you, you get at to like do funny
4: salutes and say Slavo Ukraina all the time, which is like yeah. a totally great thing to be doing and very normal.
0: That's all. They, that's all they, they
4: were really in it for.
0: That and the genocide,
4: which you know,
0: well, they they get to there. There is this renewed ambition of you know carving out a a, a greater Galicia, mm. but there is also this idea that it's it it helps with sort of the the goals of perpetual constant imperial war in the West as well, yeah. because it because what happens right is. Uh, Freeland move Freeland and her family, sort of the 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 the, Chomi, the, the move to uh, to Alberta, where there's a you know these big Ukrainian communities. Mm. Uh, if you want to know a lot more about the uh, the history of these of these different waves of immigration politically, uh, check out the yeah. Al- Al- Alberta.
4: Alberta's the only province with no rats,
0: but a lot of rat lines. <laughs> 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 mm. Where um where there's this this nationalist diaspora ends up, right? And then you can begin to if you sort of look at it in this context. You can begin to see sort of the the girl bossing it in late '80s Ukraine, totally not a spy. Um, mm. You can see uh, a lot of the uh, you can see you can see a lot of the sort of her stance on on say Guido, for example. You can see a lot of the fact that the first thing she did when she was finance minister was signed was meet with the Canadian Federation of Small Businesses, Um <laughs> it, it was essentially a Canadian union busting organization. Yeah, she Met with Brent Butt to talk about oh. corner gas. <laughs>
3: Another thing you got to remember is like in between the late 80s and then her political career here, she was a desk chief for a couple of publications in Moscow, international publications. So she mm. was on the front line for the melting down of uh, the Soviet Union and learned absolutely nothing from mm. uh, those neoliberal policies. So that alone, to, for me, that alone is enough to disqualify, like to terrify me uh with the prospect of her becoming Prime Minister? Oh,
1: of course. Well, everything's fine in Russia as far as I'm aware. <laughs> uh, well
0: but also, right, not only did she sort of view again if you want to look at her family, what did her father do as soon as the there was as the Ukrainian SSR no longer existed?
3: Oh, SSR. Okay. <laughs> oh beat the heat. So this is the other thing that no one ever talks about. So, the, you know, you'll notice in the article about her uh, girl bossing the KGB into submission that uh, the tone at the end is is basically like, you know, she stood up to the Soviet Russians. She stood up to the, the Putinite Russians and, and she'll continue to stand up. But the reason that modern Russian Russia as a state um, sort of. Is not happy with Freeland, isn't just because of her activities during, you know, uh, during the Soviet Union. It's because immediately after the the fall of the Soviet Union, her mother goes to Ukraine and gets to work rewriting the Ukrainian Constitution, specifically the section on um, the protocols by which new laws will be adopted, with a focus on private ownership. And then about a year later, her uncle Bogdan. Arrives on behalf of a USAID cutout, um, basically ca- helping, helping, quote unquote, helping people um, privatize formerly like collective agricultural land. So, uh, a re- like Riley, I believe you, you called it a re kulakization. Cool. <laughs> So this this family's uh, it's a generational project, right? The the, the Chomiak Freelands are 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 well known to the Russian state. You know,
1: it's a family business, hmm. much like corner gas. <laughs> uh, so, and I think what 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 this
0: all sort of means politically for Canada is, you know, we are we we have a a political and media class that is just almost um, defensively uninterested in asking any of these questions about this politician that makes them feel good about themselves because she's sort of epic in West Wing.
1: Yeah. Well, also it goes back I think to what we were kind of alluding to earlier which is that like all of these all of these like fucking idiots like to pretend that you know that the the west is like uh, you know defending the freedom of the Ukrainian people when like it's like a bunch of people in fucking like Langley or wherever else don't give a flying fuck about Ukraine. No one gives a fuck about Ukraine. (laughs) Ukrainians barely give a fuck about (laughs) Ukraine. Right? Like it is purely a cudgel with which to potentially start some sort of fucking saber rattling thing with Russia. There's no absolutely zero interest in what otherwise like I think even even the West might take a bit of a view on the Azov battalion if they weren't so politically useful. Like, I think even a lot of Western liberals might have a closer look at some of those tattoos if they weren't so invested in having a go at Putin.
0: Yeah, but that's the thing. the whole po- They wouldn't be the West if they weren't invested in having a go at someone yeah. for whom a, a fascist uh, uh, organization was useful. Yeah, they, that, what, that's one of the things that makes the West the West is Operation Gladio and the rat
3: lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the utility of 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 this like Freeland mania is to, I think, in the liberal I've got the Freeland fever, <laughs> I got this Freeland fever. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop this Freeland. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the part of the idea behind this is, uh, and it's a terrible one, and it will fail, uh, but is to relitigate twenty sixteen to basically Mm -hmm. run Hillary uh, 2.0 Canadian-Ukrainian version and um, have a go at Putin that way, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, perfect.
1: Great. We're going to make a
3: pantsuit woman, the president of Ukraine.
1: Yeah, that's what we're going to have. And she's going to be wearing an armband on that pantsuit. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Fine. Did you guys know that there are there are two clo- uh, women's clothing stores in Pristina in Kosovo, uh, both called Hillary, Hillary One and Hillary Two, and they only sell <laughs> pant and they only sell pantsuits.
0: Nice. Yeah, and we awesome. need to expand those into the Donbass. Eastern Ukraine needs Hillary One. It didn't get Hillary One, but
1: maybe Canada will give them Hillary Two. And there's two brothels in Pristina, which are called Bill One and Bill Two. <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs>
0: um all right i noticed we're going a little bit long so uh i just want to say dan thank you so much for coming on another podcast with me
3: thanks for having me on uh it was nice to uh nice to see all you and uh nice to hear about britain i'm uh, every time i hear about britain i'm like it's getting better all the time over there you know <laughs> what, what, if, oh, well, what, yes, what um, if what if
4: what if christian friedland had uh you know,
1: a Sturmgewehr? Yeah, what if that? Yeah, well yeah, what gun does Christian Freeland get?
3: Uh <laughs> hmm. oh, oh, she and gets CG forty four. V- she gets the V two rocket.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, uh, that's right. Or no, she awesome. just
1: gets the paperclip. The humble <laughs> yes. paperclip. Ah, yeah. It would be a shame if someone were to start some kind of operation with this paperclip. <laughs> uh. All
0: right, all right. Uh, don't forget, we have a Patreon. Five bucks a month, second episode
1: every week. You know the drill. You can uh, subscribe to the Patreon, where the, the, the Dan Beckner on the Thrush Shooter podcast live from the Ukraine. <laughs> I was
0: wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, some kind going. of Dracula definite article guy. Yeah, well, that's that. right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Ah, yeah. ah, I want to ah. suck the blood. I yeah, want so, to suck uh, the blood. Anyway. Uh, the blood of you. All <laughs> that being said, uh, we will see you later, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.